You're listening to the HBCU CEO Podcast. Welcome to the part two of the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I have with me Rod Chappelle, who is a serial entrepreneur, um, very successful in understanding the rhythm of entrepreneurship and being able to apply his skill set in several different areas to include mar- multicultural marketing, technology, um, what else? Sports. Sports, entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. So he's been food. able Food. Food too? Mm-hmm. So he's been able to apply his system and his skill set in different areas because of his understanding of what the entrepreneurial mindset is. So in this particular section, we're going to talk about handling the energy that you have as an entrepreneur. And energy to me meaning there's like this internal drive to be active, to be competitive, to uh, be involved, to make something happen, thus the entrepreneurship, to create some product or service. There's this energy to keep things happening and moving. Uh, and so there are some people in life that will take that energy right out of college and launch a business right away, very high, high risk, but potentially high return. And there are others who take a measured approach and they may take the route of working for someone uh, or with someone as they develop a parallelpreneur situation where the job is the investor in the uh, ultimate entity. So I want us to take a walk through a couple of scenarios uh, or some ideas first, and then I want us to walk through some scenarios uh, about how to handle. I know that you've been in a couple of different industries and there's a different vibe for each one, uh, but there's also life. Like you, you have a life outside of entrepreneurship. And so there's a balance that has to be struck because this isn't something you turn off. It's who you are, but there's this balance. So. Um, what do you feel like is the experience of an entrepreneur in an organization? And I know you had experience earlier in this series. He talked about how he knew when, like, young, selling candles, right? So you knew you were an entrepreneur, but you also took a job for a company. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that entrepreneurial spirit in a company? And how did you manage to learn something in the company mm-hmm. that would help later? I think it's about constant learning mm-hmm. and and doing research to try to get to whatever your end goal is. Um, that research for some, if you're going to be an entrepreneur right out of college, mm-hmm. is you're probably doing research at night while you're studying in school. So you know that you, you're hedging there too mm-hmm. because you want to finish school and have the ability to say I have a degree mm-hmm. if things fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're doing research about what you want to do and you're probably testing that. And I would say college is a really good time to test the concepts, the ideas when you don't really have a tremendous amount of uh, need from an expense standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I was a hedger, so I'm, I'm constantly doing research. And I wanted an undergrad degree. Um, and while there, I was thinking about what are some of the things that I like, um, that I would want to have a business uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. And then 
Uh, and I went back to business school because I thought at some point I'm going to do this. But they were hedges. I got two degrees. Mm -hmm. So should all fall apart, I can just go get a job. Um, but plan B. Plan B. But my idea was never to, um, once again, not have enough that my lights wouldn't come on. Right. And so I'm, I'm constantly moving pieces to make sure that I'm growing either research-wise, financially, in preparation for the next opportunity that I'm incubating. So as you were working in the company and taking that theory, how were you as an employee making all those moves? Yeah, I mean, so I'll give you a, a real life example. When I was at Procter & Gamble, I was working in hair care. And so we would, we, Procter & Gamble in advertising teaches you to become a general manager. So you're doing and learning training techniques to make you understand the full gamut of running a business. Mm -hmm. So the marketing, the branding, the financial pieces of it, the product piece of it, the research piece of it, all that comes together in order to create a product that a consumer is going to want to buy, right? So I was doing that every day. But what I was doing at night is trying to help uh, artists and entertainers create packages that sponsors would want to buy. Mm -hmm. Because you had taken some of the things you learned during the day and leveraging it about the way com yeah. companies add value or define value. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know that you gotta sell something. So they were selling themselves as for, op for to corporate partners so the corporate partners can get the benefit of attaching themselves to a potential or successful athlete or mm -hmm. entertainer. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had a passion for that. Mm -hmm. So whether I was doing sports or events or entertainment at Procter & Gamble, I was gonna get that through the things I was doing at night. And those things I was doing for free. But I thought that I could put a good package together and I was learning um, through the process to do that, but I was being paid such that um, I didn't have to worry about the lights. So the Procter & Gamble gig was the investor or the supporter of the entrepreneurial stuff that you were doing at night. Uh, meaning that, like you said, you could keep the lights on. So for me, when you keep saying keep the lights on, there's a base that you won't ever go below. Like I, I can't go six months making $500. That's not gonna work for me. That's correct. I am, I, even then, going back to going to a situation where I would, can't control my living environment mm -hmm. would be problematic for me. My thought is if I had to do that, I don't think I could personally be comfortable enough to clear my mind to continue to go after entrepreneurial things. It just, just wouldn't be my style. I, need, I feel like I need to be in a place where I can think and not being able to control my environment will prohibit that. So for you, that means picking jobs or making career moves, better decision, right? Making career moves that would put you in a space where you would be the business development person or a strategic uh, planner or something that would allow you some independence because you, you know yourself well enough to know that pushing paper and checking boxes isn't the space that would make you be able to sustain you wouldn't be comfortable in yeah. it. 
And, but I also want a role that's going to challenge me and that I can grow and learn from. Um, I would never say that I've taken a job that I have not really enjoyed mm -hmm. or thought I would enjoy such that I could learn practices that teach me how to understand revenues and expenses. So it may not be what I'm going to necessarily do, but it's, a, it's another piece of research that says this product costs $3 mm -hmm. to make. I, everything into it costs $3 to make. They're selling for $25. If I were passionate about that type of product, mm -hmm. I, that is something that I would probably incubate and test. So let's talk about that. Um, there's a process to creation. Entrepreneurship is creation. It's taking something from ideate, ideation to actuality. Mm -hmm. There is a process. And so you talked earlier about a continuum of, of activity to get something from um, a list on a paper to an actual stand-up product or service. So can you tell me a little bit about, it sounds like you learned this in Procter Gamble or just you've repeated this over and over again. You start with an idea, you test it in the market, whether that's through friends or family or something, you kind of uh, revise it and send it back out there. But then you also got this visualization piece, like you create logos. Like there's some steps that you take over and over again, regardless of the area that you are focusing on. Yeah, so your eye is always open for opportunity. 100% yes. Always. 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 Um, and you're constantly evaluating. So every time yeah. you see an opportunity, you're like, should I delegate some time to research that or should I let that one pass? Should I take it to the next level or should not? Like you're just constantly. Always. Yes. Um, it's like, and your mind is moving, you know, at the speed of light. Um, every day. Every piece of information contributes to the puzzle. It's constant. Like for me, I feel like I, I get blocks all the time. It's like the Legoland. Like I'm constantly yeah. getting blocks. Some are blue, some are, and I'm like, oh, I could build something out of that. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that something becomes something people go, oh my God, that's beautiful. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I was just playing because they connected and they, yeah. And, and that happens. For me, I, it's either gonna go yes or no. Constantly, you're making a choice. I am, and that is highly, linked to whether I like it. Because that's gonna determine how much energy you give to it. Correct, I must be passionate about it for it to go very far through that process. Um, so architects, they see buildings all the time. Mm -hmm. They love buildings. That's their filter. I love it, I see how it's built. I, you know, that's gonna cost a million dollars to build this. I could care less. That's not your passion. I, I do, no. Mm -hmm. Like buildings, when I go in them, cool, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not my passion. I would never go into being an architect, you know. So when I'm, and usually in those environments, sports, events, entertainment, technology, I tend to put myself in those environments because I'm passionate about it. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking for opportunities to stay in that passion, mm -hmm. revenue generating opportunities to stay in that passion. Whether that be a service I can provide to someone doing that on a, a, a basketball team or whether it's a product that I can create that people would buy in that industry. I'm, I'm constantly looking for uh, 
either looking for or they're just coming to me things that um, I could create and make successful. That makes sense. Like I know for me, I've done everything from selling radio to being a Krispy Kreme lady to um, multimedia and you know content creation to government contractor. So, but like like you're saying, there's there always connections to this bigger story, like the short term and the long term goal. For me, the long term goal was to master operations. I think that for me, I like connecting. I like finding ways to execute other people's vision. Uh, I can have a vision, in which, it, it, but I find myself most comfortable helping other people execute, organize their thoughts, mm -hmm. put them on paper, make them actionable. Uh, and that is my passion, and I've found ways to keep connecting to that. It's just, mm -hmm. So would you say you've always, it's almost like due north for you. You always find your way back into that. Yes, um, even to the point where your passion becomes and you identify this is my purpose. Yes. Passion becomes, you get repet, repetitive doing of the same thing starts to resonate and that makes you start to question whether or not this is purpose or, you know. Yeah. So when you find yourself in a rhythm that starts to yield some results um, based on the research and the revenue opportunities and the, being able to stay with it long enough to get to profit uh, and knowing that this is something that constantly comes up for you, what is that the driver for determining whether or not you give energy to this? Like, because what both of us, you're constantly scanning the horizon. There's always an opportunity. What is it that helps you decide yes to some and no to others? I think for most of my entrepreneurial career, it's been passion. Mm -hmm. Things I like mm -hmm. that have the highest probability of making money with very little incubation or, uh, or low cost to entry. And even in, and those are generally services. Um, as I've kind of grown in this, I've started looking more at products mm -hmm. that can be less resource intensive for me. Um, I like to say if I go to bed and wake up, something was sold. So yeah, I've if you can create passive revenue, yeah. you have achieved a certain level Correct. of success. Yeah. And, you know, um, and then over the last five years, this whole idea of startups mm -hmm. in the technology space has really intrigued me. You know, now the startup won't be in something that I'm not passionate about, mm -hmm. but, I, but I like the idea of what technology can do and how technology can help mm -hmm. make people and processes more productive and so I so I've been looking at you know a lot of those things in the areas that are passionate for me um, but I'm also now moving more towards um, does this make sense and does this help anyone mm -hmm. and when I think about certain things that I would have done 10 years ago maybe 15 years ago I'm, I'm different you know, um, it's okay to evolve. I, I have definitely evolved, and I'm comfortable now with teaching and training people who want to do those things that I might have done, but I don't have the inkling to be in all of those anymore. Um, but I, but the valuation process of that is, is passion. Um, do I? want to spend a lot of time and energy on it and then 
based on the time and energy, passion, doesn't have the ability to make money. Gotcha. And if, if it's something I've done in the past that took a lot of time, energy through the learning process, mm -hmm. and then the actual execution of it will take a lot of time and energy as well, that's gonna go low on the list. So, so that's part of your determining factor is the ratio between time and energy and money investment and the return on that time, energy, and money investment. Yep. And so the shorter that time frame is, the higher the probability that you're going to engage. Yes. Um, those are practical decisions that have to be made as an entrepreneur. It's not all sweetness and light and rose petals and fun and, and you know, what you watch uh, on social media, everybody's got, you know, a Bugatti and they're, you know, making money on the beach. Like, that's not all of the scenarios that are out there. Um, and even that takes time, effort, and energy. So um, I want to encourage you to continue on the path of pursuing whatever it is that makes you feel good and draws your passion. Be practical about what you're gonna spend your time and energy on based on whether it's profit connected to it. And take the time to figure out what your process is. Like your research. And research doesn't always look like going online and Googling. Some research is being aware, being in networking situations, reading. There's just a lot of different ways to research. How would you say that? Absolutely. Meeting people that, that are doing it or have done it. Mm -hmm. um, yes. You're constantly gathering information. So think about it. So think about it for this section is all the things that we've talked about that contribute to making good decisions about how to spend your time and energy and manage your time and energy as you develop your entrepreneurial space. I want them to think about taking the apprentice approach to life. There's, um, I know for me, it's been very beneficial. Um, always being a student, the lessons I have learned by just sheer proximity to people and being a student of just life have been in immeasurable. So what does apprenticeship to you mean in terms of entrepreneurship? Um, I'm thinking as long as you understand that you're, you're always learning constantly, you're seeking to learn more, you're researching everything. Um, but there's, there's a formal way and an informal way. Mm -hmm. So the formal way is literally going and placing yourself into a situation where you're learning on the job, mm -hmm. internships, internships um, um, paid mentorship, or unpaid, mm -hmm. um, externship, and, 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 and those formal. types of scenarios where you're literally getting the day-to-day -day, um, activation, execution of what you think you want to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are short because you're like, that's not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, informally, you're in places where you think um, you're in places where you're passionate about and you think that's something that you want to do. So you're asking questions, you're watching, you're, you're researching and learning, and you're still an apprentice, it's just not formal. Mm -hmm. uh, and people do that all the time. It's true. So in this section, I want you to take some time and think about how you can incorporate the idea of apprenticeship into the process of becoming an entrepreneur or maturing your entrepreneurship.